Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. It has been a while. And uh, looks like it's time to start recording again now that we're kind of starting to get uh, situated. Uh, so, yeah, basically, we got our life kind of on the roll. We finally kind of got in some kind of uh, sustainability. So, I think it's time that we start recording. Period. Let's see what we could talk about. So there has been this thought, and I have been gone for a while, so I appreciate everybody who's here to listen in to my podcast, Mexican-American Autism. Uh, and you can see things in a different perspective as well as, uh, you know, seeing it from a Mexican-American who I can say undoubtedly has autism, even though I have not been diagnosed, but... Uh, we'll talk about things, mental health and uh, other things, and kind of like try to have a little bit of humor about it. Good humor. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, but yeah, uh, one thing that has come to mind, I have uh, this new profession where I do security, and I have to keep... Uh, people from this pandemic that I did not and I was not aware of I have had family that has problems or has had problems with addiction uh which I think everybody has their poison right everybody has their own things and maybe it might not be uh you know maybe a substance itself but somebody might be addicted to something else you never know everybody's got their problems but for this instance, I I was unaware that there was a problem with people using tinfoil and breathing in pills, which I had no idea it was like a big problem, which sounds dumb. But uh, now that I'm working at a restaurant and uh, I have to repeatedly... Uh, take out people that are using the restroom as a place to use their drugs when there are children in the restaurant uh really kind of made me look into the pandemic that is that has begun that has started that is that was and that already was there but i was unaware of and how bad it is getting um i think less than two years ago uh, one of my cousins, from my one of my dad's only four brothers, uh, kids passed away due to substance. And uh, I can say I've had experience with family members uh, being involved with the substance uh, or substances, different kinds, of course. But with this, uh, I guess, easy-to-access pill, it's pretty sad. I'm hearing that there's... In the U.S. alone, we have probably the highest death rate when it comes to that, using those pills. Um, apparently, they have a contained fentanyl, which I don't know if anybody has seen. Uh, you know, police officers come into contact with it, you know, maybe searching a vehicle, a YouTube video, or anything like that. But I have, and uh, you can overdose instantly just by sniffing it or being by it. They say it only takes like three or four grains of salt, the size of that of fentanyl to put you out like a light. And maybe you'll never wake up from it ever again. So, uh, you know, the more people I kick out from restrooms, the more that I have to catch people. 
you know, the more I get worried, you know, I don't want to end up coming into contact with this substance, this fentanyl pills that people are smoking and breathing in. And it looks like they don't, it's to the point where their addiction is so strong that even if I have uh, taken out a specific person, they still somehow show up once again to try and find the indoor place for them to breathe in the substance, which causes problems for everybody else. Um, and it's pretty, pretty sad. Um, just kind of thinking of my own family and my issues. My father left when I was 13, but pretty much my whole childhood, I can remember my mother and father splitting up and it had to do with my father being an addict to one thing or another and always kind of, you know, as some people say, chasing the dragon. And eventually my father decided to just, um... So he said, I mean, from when I started talking to him 13 years later, he used the excuse that my mother's family didn't like him. So that's why he left his own children, which, of course, no, it's the substance itself. It is that strong. Whatever substance my father was using, which I never confirmed and never will probably, and nor do I have to because there's questions in life where, you know, might as well just move on and keep you know, chugging on because there's no point in thinking about things that you'll probably never get an answer to and just stress out, you know, think about it every day, every night. And all it does is hinder you and your life. And you have more important things to worry about. You know, you have more good things, positivity, and, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward no matter what. But, I definitely did research about the pills because I could not believe. I I really didn't understand it, and I try to you know I try to treat everybody with respect, even though I get lied to day in and day out from people that use or don't use, and people don't appreciate me doing my job. But there's a lot of people that do as well because they know that I am just trying to make the whole situation better for everybody, for our families and people who don't have the substance in their life. And it doesn't, it's definitely not fair to, you know, bring about the substance around people that have nothing to do with it. They never asked for it and they're not the ones that are in it. And I'm sure that the people who do it, didn't ask for it either. Maybe they didn't think it was going to be that strong or that bad. But we don't need to have children or other people in the, you know, be affected by somebody else doing a substance because they need it and they don't care who's next to them. But, um, yeah, that's one question that has come to mind. I, for sure, 100% growing up was against drugs I didn't even start drinking at all till I was 20 just to, to try to stay away from being like my father I was afraid that I would go down that rabbit hole even though it's not you know usually what people mean when they say going down the rabbit hole but that's kind of what I do with everything in life I find a rabbit hole and I just research and research and then I just end up becoming at least decent 
on, you know, somebody who is, you know, informed on a specific subject. But, yeah, definitely uh, was wondering, I don't know if anybody else has family members that are struggling with substances, but it is sad that, you know, they say it's maybe a hundred times more addicting than heroin. Um, and I've seen a lot of families get destroyed by drugs. My mind, of course, as well. And, uh, you know, I have family members that are in recovery, that have, you know, been in recovery maybe multiple years in their lives, and I'm hoping for the best. You know, but they do say that 60 to 70% fall once again. But we're not perfect. Everybody fails. Everybody makes mistakes. So, can't really go too crazy with that at least but just kind of depressing these these pills are just destroying lives they're so cheap people buy them and it ends up becoming something that consumes their life to the point where they're on the street and they are using restaurants restrooms to shower and maybe buy one thing and the rest, they use it on buying substances because that's more important than anything else. And that's what happens pretty much. I mean, I guess the definition of addiction is something that you are into that just consumes and affects everything else in your life. Relationships, friendships, um, you know, living every, every single aspect in your life. And that is definitely what is occurring at the moment just sad seeing people it makes you want to help but I mean I know I was looking I guess in Canada I saw they have like a they have a safe space for people to use and then they have um, narc I think it's called Narcan which is supposed to like impede the drug from continuously affecting somebody and kind of brings them back from an overdose um, but I don't know how that is positive. I mean, it is good that people are there to help them to stay alive. But is that not enabling, you know? I know in my perspective, at least, I don't know. I I can't say too much, but I can't say that it doesn't seem like it's a positive thing to have a space for people to just indulge in something that isn't good for them at all. You know, but I guess... They're saying that it's almost impossible, and that kind of tells me that it's kind of like admitting defeat. It's kind of like saying there's no way we can fix it. Imagine, uh, I can imagine with uh, any substance, let's say alcohol, somebody has an, is an alcoholic. Imagine somebody sets up a tent and says, we're going to provide you a spot where you can drink as much as you can, and in case you uh, are passed out drunk, we're going to give you a shot that instantly hydrates you and helps you to get over being hung over and you could be normal again and be fine. Do you think that an alcoholic would ever stop trying, you know, or would stop drinking? I don't believe so. And I can definitely say it just looks like it's kind of counterproductive. But I mean, I guess it is. If Overall, if we just look at the life and keeping people alive, alive aspect, I can say, okay, well, I guess in that, maybe that aspect 
it can seem understandable, but still, no, doesn't make sense to me. Um, I mean, I think literally, I don't know how we would be able to stop people from buying the pills. Um, but it's a sad pandemic. Literally, I guess they say that this uh, drug is causing more deaths than weapons, than guns, than rifles, I guess, which is crazy. People are dropping left and right. Kids are losing their futures. Um, and it kind of worries me because I have family myself and I don't want my own family falling in that. And I have family that has done other substances and you can see maybe somebody might think it's whatever. It's It looks way less harmless for somebody to light up a pill on a tinfoil than it seems to be injecting something or somebody um, doing other stuff. So I, I would, I guess, from a perspective or outside perspective, it does look like, I mean, it's, oh, it's just a little bit of just melting a pill and you're just breathing in and it's nothing. But it is because it can kill you that one time that you hit it. It can literally end your life and you will not do or be able to you know, accomplish what you could have accomplished in life because of that substance. Um, and it's pretty sad, honestly. Um, just kind of thinking about it. I literally was afraid to drink. I was afraid of uh, what is now legalized in the state of uh, Arizona. Um, you know, marijuana, which uh, definitely after getting out of the military, you know, they wanted me to take a lot of pills that I knew weren't going to help, that were probably going to cause me more problems than anything else. And I decided to go with the natural method and go with uh, the legalized substance in the state of Arizona after researching. And it seems like that's the best choice for anybody. At least for me specifically, I know that it's helped me tremendously. But I've been so stressed out trying to figure out everything and trying to get settled in before I can start finally recording. Finally, I got an apartment in a city that was able to accept my terrible credit. Which I don't know who's on that boat. People that have bad credit. And, you know, people that have good credit are probably on a yacht and they can't see us tiny bad credit people in the little canoes on the bottom because we're too far down compared to them level-wise with our credit numbers. Um, but, you know, with life and everything, that's just one of the things that I specifically was thinking about. Um, I can think of something else. I can... Uh, Maybe family-wise, I can say uh, it's kind of terrible that a lot of families shut people out, you know, and I think I do sometimes want to shut out, you know, maybe a specific family for the way that I have been treated or, or you know, you get ignored or whatever, but you know that if it comes down and your family needs you, you want to be there because you don't want, you know, in the future to see a family member end up in a terrible terrible situation and you think I could have done something I could have not held a grudge I could have 
you know, let it go because it's not more important than your family or your family's lives. So I don't know if anybody is hearing this, but that uh, is kind of in the same situation. But I'm hoping that this can kind of help. Um, honestly, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, um, which from what I've heard in the the documentary that I watched on YouTube, um, the reason they go to substance is because they grew up in a bad environment where they are terribly hurt. And I think that if people were helped maybe mentally, you know, maybe they wouldn't always run back to a substance to try to find solace. You know, I forgot what they call it, uh, Stockholm Syndrome, I guess it's called, where, you know, you feel like it's the you're saving grace and it's actually just hurting you at the same time or worse than anything. So it's just pretty depressing, honestly. Um, I hope for the best for everybody who's struggling and every every person whose family or who has family members that are dealing with uh, drug addictions and stuff that is affecting the whole family because it does affect everybody's whole family to a giant extent. My cousin who passed away, his father who apparently nobody heard from him since I was 10 and I'm 31, so... Like 20 years was the last time any heard of anybody heard from him which I'm sure that he's probably passed but there's no proof he disappeared and nobody's ever heard from him ever again and honestly that's what I want to avoid but you know growing up in like a church setting you think about you know people needing help and you know, the way that everything has been made, it seems like people are kind of putting themselves on a pedestal and comparing themselves and acting like they are above, you know, other people. It's kind of depressing. But nobody's above nobody. People have issues. Everybody has their faults. And, you know, in the end, no matter what you believe, you know, everybody's going to take into account for their sins, you know, for whatever perspective or whatever anybody thinks. But I appreciate everybody listening. I think I'm going to plan an episode uh, next, uh, maybe today, and then record right away. I'm working on that. appreciate everybody who, you know, does support, who does listen, who does consider. Um... Uh, but yeah, we'll try to go a little bit more in depth. I'm gonna go ahead and write some notes, and then I appreciate everybody. Hope everybody follows me. Anybody has any questions, hit me up. My Instagram is the same as my podcast, Mexican American Autism. I am on Twitter as well, so please go ahead and follow me. Ask me anything. Maybe the next subject that maybe somebody would want me to talk about. I do think I might want to set up a Patreon, but um, first I think I would I should probably work on my following. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate everybody who is taking the time out of their day to just listen and just think about what we're discussing right here.
I hope it benefits everybody. And hopefully, you know, there's going to be episodes where I can at least give you a little bit of happiness with some laughter. So thank you guys and uh, peace out.